Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. I'm going to go to meddling a little bit. You might think I'm a little too meddling, but... I'll give you my opinion. I think we have to be very careful what comes into our eyes. For instance, if you are struggling with the internet, you get a filter on your internet, get an accountability partner who watches where you go to every week. There's all kinds of things you can do. Get somebody to be accountable to you in that area. Watch your eyes. By the way, that's not just men, that's women. The Bible talks about the lust of the eyes as being a forerunner to sinful actions. You'd be hard-pressed to think of a sinful action that didn't begin with seeing or imagining seeing the end result. As Pastor Mark teaches today about God's command for sexual purity, you'll hear about the role the eye has in this area. You'll learn about the ways the world tries to entice you to indulge in thoughts of unbiblical sex. Pastor Mark will show you ways to keep from getting into those temptations. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Exodus chapter 20 as he continues his message, Sexual Purity. This looking, this issues from the heart, of course, includes, as I've said, lust and pornography, even fantasizing. All of these are just as sinful to God as physical sex in. Now, don't get this wrong. Some people have taken this to the wrong degree. Well, if I've already committed adultery, I might just physically go ahead and do it. That's foolish because when you do it without actually having the physical part, it's kept to yourself. When you move to the physical, then you affect he, her, their family, other people, all kinds of stuff. Be careful. God is looking for inward Spiritual purity. Again, why is that so important to him? Why is sexual purity so important to God? Is God against sex? Absolutely not. But he knows if you and I practice sex outside of marriage, it will cost us spiritually, emotionally, and physically. The Bible teaches us over and over again that sexual sin is one of those sins that causes us bondage. So many people today are slaves to pornography. It's bondage. Well, Pastor Mark, how do I do this? Glad you asked. Number four, how to be sexually pure. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians, let me read this. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. If you turn to 1 Thessalonians, I'm going to give you six R's. We'll write them down as we go. By the way, there'll be a help for every single one of us here, all of us, 
As you go through it, it is a serious subject. It is something that you and I must understand or will destroy our lives. First Thessalonians chapter 4, look at verse 3. It is God's will that you should be sanctified. In other words, set apart for him. That you should avoid sexual immorality. That each of you should learn to control, notice, his own body. So this is for me. It's for my wife. She has to do her own. I have to do my own. In a way that is holy and audible, not in passionate lust, like the heathen who do not know God. First of our six R's. Number one, remember God's rules are best. When we approach this subject, like we do any others, remember it is God who is the one who knows best how for us to live life. God is the one who knows how to help us enjoy flying and how to land safely. God's ways are always best, but Satan loves to lie to us. And you'll see as we go through these that his lies always lead to headache and destruction. In the book of Romans, we're simply told this, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. In other words, outside of here, the world says what I began with. You can have sex with whoever, whenever, whatever, however. Enjoy. That's what everything in our society shouts to us. Advertising, television, all that shout to us. No, don't let the world squeeze you into that mold. That is not the right way to handle our sexuality. So I have to think God's way. That's why we're studying it today. Second, it's not enough to write these six R's down and go, got it, I'm taken care of. No, you can't just think about it. You have to practice it. And so James says, be a doer of the word, not just a hearer of the word. So you have to get these things into our lifestyle. The second R, realize that all of us are tempted in the sexual area. I know some of you probably thinking, well, I'm older, I'm not really tempted in this area, whatever. That's wrong. All of us are tempted. With Jesus' definition of adultery, every single person, man and woman, we've all committed sexual sin, period, done, finished. It's there. We've all crossed the line. So we have to understand that God created us with this wonderful, powerful sexual drive. But Satan is relentless and tempting us our whole life. That's not a negative. That's just common sense. Number three, we need to resist Satan's temptations. What is sexual sin? It's a heart issue. It's a lust issue. It's a mind issue. And for sure, it's an eye issue. We have to be wise enough to set up these moral fences, these guardrails on our own lives. Let me talk about our eyes. I'm going to go to meddling a little bit. You might think I'm a little too meddling, but I'll give you my opinion. I think we have to be very careful what comes into our eyes. For instance, if you are struggling with the Internet, you get a filter on your Internet 
Get an accountability partner who watches where you go to every week. There's all kinds of things you can do. Get somebody to be accountable to you in that area. Watch your eyes. By the way, that's not just men. That's women. Now, what comes into our home? TV. There's a lot of TV I enjoy. I enjoy lots of different things of TV. Don't watch a lot of time. Mostly Devo, most of it, because I don't want to fool with any commercials. But I'm going to say this to you as your pastor. If you have HBO and Cinemax and MTV and Showtime and all those things, I want to say to you, tomorrow morning, call the company, cancel every one of them. You do not need garbage coming into your home. Oh, Pastor Mark, I kind of like a little of this. And now three of you will clap. The rest of you are going like, you're like weird, Pastor Mark. No, let me say this up front. Temptation in the Bible, you're going to see this all the way through the teaching now at the end. Temptation in the Bible is like fire. You can't play with fire and not get burnt. So why bring that garbage in? That's not who you are. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm going to the R-rated movies, and it's okay. There's only four places where they're having sex, and it's nudity. But the, mo- the moral of the movie, it's really good. What are you, crazy? You can't do that. So get rid of the stuff that's calling you. Lynn and I used to watch a certain TV program. I want to mention to you. When it began to go this way, we, just, we don't ever watch it anymore. I love the program. I never watch it anymore. Why? I won't have the world squeezing me into its mold. You can't. You take charge of it. You take care of it. You stop it. Now, ladies, let me talk to you for a moment. Men are very visual. God made us that way. Please help us men out. (laughs) Please help us by watching what you wear. You know, you can dress attractively. You should. But not seductively. We have a hard enough time as it is. I'm being honest, am I? We're visual. So, women, you know the difference between attractive and seductive. Don't dress seductively. Now, if you're married, hallelujah, dress seductively here. This is where, man, this is where you dress seductively. Yes! Hallelujah! It's here! And then when your wife and other people, they get to the menopause and all that, it's really good because they're just always hot. There's nothing on. That's really good. That's really... How many women know what I'm talking about? You, you know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. So outside the bedroom, no way. Only for couples. You know, it's funny... I was raised in a church that was pretty strict. I love my church. It was good. And we just didn't get this visual thing. And so when I was a young boy, we'd all go to youth camp. And when we got to youth camp, we'd have hundreds and hundreds of kids. And here's what they said. At youth camp, the males, the student, teenager boys, you can't go to the beach with the Christian teenage girls. You had to go to a separate beach. They thought they were protecting us. So we go... To the secular beach. I mean, they're wearing nothing. I mean, the Christian girls are wearing things down to here, whatever. We're going, yeah, right, whatever. See, we didn't get it. We're smarter today, I hope. You know, one time, David should have watched his eyes. He was looking out over the buildings. And King David, who was a man after God's own 
heart. He looked and he saw Bathsheba. She was bathing. Satan knew how to bring the king of Israel down. He said, well, I'm too smart. Careful. Watch your eyes. Next, we have to watch our minds. Ladies, be careful of the magazines you read. The love stories. Most of those things, the TV shows, they're there to take you to a place where you want this love and this affection. And all these guys, you know, they're muscular and they're going to pick you up and take you off into the desert and whatever. And you look at your husband and there he is at home. And you're going like, who's, who's this? Who's, honey, let's do some weights or something, would you? Careful. I try to make it a little humorous because it's very addictive. Do you know how many people, how many ladies get on the internet and take a rendezvous to meet a man after they're married? Because they're lonely at home. Husbands, we'll talk more about this in two weeks. Take note. You're supposed to love your wife. Take note. Number three, we have to watch our circumstances. Proverbs, the verse I told you about, can a man scoop a flame into his lap and, and not have his clothes catch on fire? Can he walk on hot coals and not blister? You know, that, that's a given statement. Obviously not. You see, lust and temptation are like fire. Samson, he was a judge of Israel. Over and over, Samson began to play with Delilah. You know, it's interesting to me, Samson knew that the bed was off limits. This Philistine woman, Delilah, once he was with her and he was joking with her, what's your strength? The Philistines couldn't bring Samson down. But Satan knew how to bring him down with one woman. And she would say to him over and over, Samson, tell me the truth of your strength. Why are you strong? And one time she said, Samson, as he's laying with her, tell me your strength so I can destroy you. Do you think Samson should went, uh, this should make sense. I mean, he doesn't even think about it. And so one day we discover that Samson is in her lap and he tells her the truth. I'll read it to you. Delilah lulled Samson to sleep with his head in her lap and she called a man in to shave off his seven locks of hair. In this way, she began to bring him down and his strength left him. The next morning, Samson's eyes were gouged out. He ended up dying at a young age. His whole potential of God destroyed. Why? Because he didn't watch his circumstances. Pastor Mark, what does that have to do with any of us? There's lots of ways. Let me share with you here. This can be your couch. If you're a teenager or you're a single person and you're on a couch and you're in the apartment, And you're there alone, and you're there at two and three at night, and you're watching romantic movies, and your arms around each other. Are you asking for trouble? Has the fire already been lit? You're in your car, you're parked somewhere and it's dark, and you're there for hours, just talking. Once that fuse is lit, it's very difficult to extinguish. Why is that? Once passion starts, why is it difficult to extinguish? Because 
it was not made to be extinguished. That's where orgasm comes from, with the husband and the wife. That's the exploding that God designed. Well, I'm strong. No, you'll be in trouble. You'll find yourself crossing that line. It's very difficult to stop. Next, maybe the most important out of all of them, rehearse the outcome of our sexual sin. You see, we need to think before we start to cross the line. What will the outcome be? What if Samson would have magnified the consequence of his sexual sins? What if Samson would have thought, oh my goodness, you mean my eyes are going to be put out? I'm going to be grinding? I'm going to bring a building down and kill myself at a young age? What if David would have thought, the baby is going to be born, he will die, my sons will come against me, there'll be murder and rape in my family, my sons will try to get my kingdom? You and I have been there. We've all crossed the line and go, God, I wish I'd have never done that. Not in a necessarily sexual any area. We've blown and go, oh, man. So rehearse what the outcome is going to be. I have in my journal at home a number of stories of pastors who have fallen. I read that often. I have the pastors read it often. Why? I rehearse in my mind, bringing my lovely wife up here one weekend and saying to you, I've fallen. My wife and I are going to try to work it out, but I'm leaving the ministry. Guys, rehearse the outcome of your sin. I don't want to ever, ever have to do that. Destroy me, my family, my kids, my grandkids, you, your love for me, the town, and most of all, God. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that can't happen to you. Don't be foolish. It can happen to any of us. Satan's been doing this longer than you've been doing it. And that brings us to a funny one. Next, run. Emo- not for the doors. Now, come on. Run. <laughs> emotionally, spiritually, and physically from temptation. You know the whole story. Second Timothy says, run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Run from it. You know the story of Joseph. Joseph was in that, the kingdom and rose up to the second in command, and Potiphar's wife was always after him. He would keep moving away from her. And one day it says that Potiphar's wife was sitting here in her... Victoria's Secret, little pet dolls, things, whatever. And, and she says, let me read to you what she says. She says here, and she's there in those baby dolls, she says this, come and sleep with me. You know what the Bible says? Joseph ran. You say, he's a chicken. No, he's the smartest man I've ever read in the Bible. You know what he said? I can't sin against my God. Now, you know what happened to Joseph? He got thrown in jail. Because she lied about it. He said, well, then he shouldn't have run. No, he did the right thing and God honored it. When you get in a place and you can't think of anything else to do, run. <laughs> get out of there. Leave her or him standing there. Run. You'll be glad you're in. Last, rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to say no. 
If you think you can do this in your own strength, you're wrong. I can't mess, uh, take enough, just, I got it now, I'm strong enough to resist. You can't do it. I can't do it. So I have to take all these safeguards. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way of escape. You don't have to be fearful of this, but you have to take the way of escape. Sometimes it's just not sitting where you should be sitting. Sometimes it's running when you have to run. Self-control won't do it by yourself. But God can empower us. We can be and we can remain sexually pure. Sexually perfect? No. Sexually pure? Yes. Before and after marriage. Now, as you look at this, you might say, Pastor Mark, I've crossed the line. What do I do now? That's number five. How to be restored to sexual purity. Pastor Mike, I wish I'd heard these instructions. I didn't know this. Or I kind of knew it, but I didn't know that. Is it too late? Let me just say this to you. You can't go back. You can't undo. Nobody can. But you can start today brand new. This very day. It's never too late to ask God for a new start. Never. Doesn't matter what you've done. Lost your virginity. Committed adult. Sleeping together oral sex, you name it, pornography. It's never too late. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, notice this, and we're almost through. Some of you were once like that. That's past tense. That means that when God came in, you were cleansed, you were made holy, you were made right with God by calling on his name. The only way to get clean and pure today is to call on God's name. See, it's a spiritual thing. And God will come into you, and he'll make you brand new. You remember the woman brought to Jesus in the very act of adultery. Probably came hardly any clothes on. The Jews wanted to stone her. Jesus got rid of them. And I picture this in my mind. He helps her clothe up a little bit and he just pulls her up. Who knows what that lifestyle was, being used and abused by men. And she looks around. He said, there's nobody here to condemn me. What did Jesus say? I don't condemn you. Let me remind you, this church is a hospital. I need it. You need it. He says, I don't condemn you. Now go and sin no more. Can a woman who was lifestyle was a prostitute change like that? Absolutely. That's the power of God. In today's teaching, you were reminded by Pastor Mark that Jesus took the concept of adultery from just the physical to the mental. You learned that the idea of sinning begins in the mind, even if you don't act it out physically. Best of all, you found out that if you have a history of sexual sin in your life, Jesus can erase that from your list and give you a new start. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. 
Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. This finishes off Pastor Mark's teaching, Sexual Purity. Next time, he'll begin the message together and loving it. This teaching will carry on the topic of God's design for marriage. You'll hear more about God's original intent for men and women and how fallen mankind has messed up God's plan. You'll find out how to repair or improve this aspect of your life. That's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. May God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a hurry.